Ooh, what is going on, tribe? It's your man, Clef, and this is episode 32 of the Social African Show. You already know it's the Social African Show where we chop it up with entrepreneurs of African origin. And today, <laughs> we've got none other than my brother. Josh Wilson is in the building, tribe. <laughs> what is going on, Josh? What's happening? How are you? You okay? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good, my brother. Thanks for doing this. Are you ready to rock the show? I am indeed. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. For those that don't know, Josh Wilson is the founder of Wilson Worldwide Productions a TV production company that focuses on scripted drama as well as factual and branded content. Josh has more than eight years' experience in the broadcasting industry. He's passionate about creating opportunities in the creative industries for people from BAME groups as well as people from disadvantaged backgrounds. Josh, I've given the tribe a little bit about you there, bro. Take it away. Let's fill in the blanks. Talk about your personal life and a bit about your heritage as well. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Um, yeah, well, I, I started uh, Wilson Worldwide uh, in January 2013. Um, and yeah, ever since then, you know, we kind of, it, it took a while to kind of get going. Um, you know, we, we, were, we were kind of focusing on branded content, commercials, corporate films, things on those lines. Uh, then became a journalist uh, at MBI. Which is knowledge, uh, the knowledge in KFTV, uh, also includes broadcast, screen, um, and shots as well. Um, and that really helped. Uh, and then we kind of delved fully into television in kind of like 2015, 2016. Uh, and then we progressed. We, we produced Mission Mother, which now air, aired in uh, just over 150 territories and uh, Chasing a Dream for Sky. Uh, Mission Mother, we aired, aired on Sky and ESPN. Um, so yeah, we kind of went, went from strength to strength. It took a while to kind of, to, to progress and to, to do, to, to kind of, uh, to do what we wanted to do essentially, because there was a period, um, in between that was, it was pretty tough, uh, to kind of, to kind of get over in terms of obstacles. And, uh, it took a, a, a good, you know, chunk of time to get over it where, I was um I was living in um between kind of like Fawns and Heath and Stretton, kind of like Norwood area. Right. I would I would I would guess. And you know, it was it was it was a very hard time. I'd left journalism, I wasn't kind of making much money from Wilson Worldwide. Um and so it it was funny. So my my investment consultant now um gave me uh, a desk in his office uh, to work from, uh, which is actually the same building I'm on now, but it was on the second floor. And he was subletting part of the office from another company. And so I was working there uh, to, to hopefully try and get more business. But I wasn't making a lot of money. So every day I had four things that I had to, had to generally get. Uh, and that was travel, travel to the office, which I had to do. It, so it was super important. I had to give money to my mum uh, because I, I needed to help her out. And I, I needed, um, you know, electricity and food, but I could generally only afford three of those a day. Wow. So I had to always travel to the office and I always had to give money to my mum. Uh, I was sleeping on the floor at the time, uh, on yoga mats in a studio. And, um, and yeah, so most of the time I didn't have electricity or food. Uh, what, well, sorry, one or the other. So I have electricity or food and all you went lagging. 
um, when when we didn't have any work on. And <laughs> I remember being in the office. The, the office we were in, academy class, they had this tin full of biscuits, like these ginger biscuits. So at lunch, mm-hmm. I just used to have like 20, 30 biscuits from this tin. There were wow. so many biscuits in there. They had like just supplies of biscuits. But I knew <laughs> I might not have dinner. So I always used to kind of have, have a lot of food. But, you know, eventually, you know, we got, we got some investment into the company. And then obviously we closed Mission Mother. We, we closed Chasing shortly after. And obviously, you know, we, we progressed to where we are uh, from there. We obviously have our own office now, same building that's on the top floor. You know, we have a, a really good-sized team um, that work at Wilson Worldwide. And but I, I, I would never have been able to do those things if it wasn't for the adversity. I think it's very easy to, to take for granted uh, the tough times that you go through and, and to look at them as negatives. And it's very hard, not to, it's very hard to sometimes see them as positive. I, I wouldn't be able to do what I do now the same way if I hadn't have gone through the experiences. That, that's deep because you're, you're, you're kind of going down the road of, it, it's crazy talking about that because that's the kind of dirt you need to eat to get to where you want to be. That's, that's entrepreneurship in like in black and white because you had yeah. to literally go through that to build your brand. That's crazy. Well, you talked about your mom, uh, your family. Is it a big family? Uh, mom, dad, uh, brother, sisters, no, or just you? No, no, nothing like that. It's, it's just me. I'm, I'm not a very family-oriented person. Actually. I see. I don't. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't have you know like a, a really big family like that. It's, it's never. Um, we, we're not. We're not really very close to people that are in my family. Um, you know, and it, it's not like a negative thing. It just has worked out that way. You know, everyone does well. There's no kind of issues with anyone or anything like that. It's just we're not very kind of together. I guess in that sense. So no brothers or sisters. Oh, my, right. so it's just you. Yeah, just me. Yeah, literally. My parents. Um, my parents separated when I was much, much younger. Um, right. I don't really. My, my. You know, I'm cool with everyone. Like I don't really have issues with people or anything like that. We're just not very. We're just not like together. We're not. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's obviously against the norm. You know, it's not the normal thing, but it's just how kind of things have turned out. No, that's that's totally understandable. And you talked about the Caribbean now, family heritage. Um, where where's the uh, family from? Well, my dad was born in St. Catharines in Jamaica, oh, wow. um, but he, uh, he, he came here when he was very young. Right. Uh, my mother was born in London. Uh, her, her mother is, um, is Jamaican, uh, was born in Jamaica. I see. And, uh, and yeah, and then it, it just, it's, a, it's a comedy. My, my great-grandfather, I believe, was, was a Syrian, Jewish and Syrian. So Interesting mix, yeah. That's deep. So you've been in the game, in the sort of TV production game for eight years. Now, that, that, <laughs> that takes some doing. You've been doing the thing. Have you, have you sort of, um, in the eight years that you've been doing it, have you just been focused on doing that? You obviously touched on sort of going through the graft and doing what you're doing. Talk to us about what you do and your experience in the industry. Well, essentially, I'm a television producer. So I develop shows. I help develop shows. We get into a, a good stage where they have good story narrative, you know, in terms of the format, uh, in terms of the story. They hopefully have good access, which whether that could be a location or, or potentially uh, an organization or something like that. So something unique, something that only you can get, special access and, uh, and potentially talent as well attached. So we, we generally build packages for broadcasters um, to, you know, to, to partner with us on those projects. So that, that's essentially what we do. And we work with, with broadcasters now uh, in the UK, in China, uh, and in North America as well. And so we're, we're expanding our, our portfolio to a number of different countries and we want to progress and, 
and do some really, really exciting things in this industry for, for years to come. Sounds really good. Now, for yourself, um, you, you obviously have a team around you that are building this uh, creative TV shows and putting it out there and obviously yeah. doing what you're doing and clearly winning in the game. Long may that yeah. continue. And for that, I salute you, brother. Um, you. As it is now, what would you say is your area of expertise? What do you bring to the table? I think that the main things that, that I bring, I try and be a bit different from my contemporaries. My contemporaries, uh, are generally much older than me. Um, generally, MDs that run TV production companies are, you know, um, in their kind of forties, fifties, sixties. Um, I'm obviously not, uh, my, but my background is, and they're generally program makers as well. Right. They generally come from creative backgrounds. So they generally don't focus on the business and commercial elements uh, as much as I do. And I try and make sure that those are intrinsic with the creative. I think there's a lot of people that can make and create ideas. Uh, and making create interesting concepts and and know how to make literally deliver those concepts but i th- i don't think there's many people that know how to put those projects together in innovative ways um in order for them to get away uh, and and i don't think a lot of people think about the widest picture and the widest scope of our industry on a global global scale. Awesome. So you would say being innovative, thinking outside the box of ways to generate new business that the old school mm. guys wouldn't even be thinking of, that for you is an area of expertise that you can hold on to. Yeah, absolutely. As well as, you know, I, I think it's very important. We have a very diverse production company. You know, we have people, mm-hmm. you know, of, of, of Asian heritage in terms of Chinese. We have people of African heritage, um, Italian, you know, it, it's incredibly South African. It's a very diverse um, production company. And that really, and, and obviously when we crew up, we have people from India, we have people all over the place. And that really lends itself to creativity. I think, unfortunately, sometimes in our industry, people don't value diversity for what it is. And for us, it really helps our bottom line. It really helps our commercials because we, get, I, I, we would never have been able to work in China like we're doing now if we didn't have... And the 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 the, uh, the division in our office that focuses on the Asian market who are Chinese. Right, <laughs> that's awesome. Now you sound like you're doing a lot uh, across different continents. Um, yeah. Is there a tool across digital or something that you use to stay ahead of the rest? One thing we do utilize is very important is, is Google Drive, ah. um, but that, that's obviously easy to kind of download um, because it's just it's just right, everything is right there. And it's so easy to share. Uh, it's so easy to give access to people that need access to things. And, and so we utilize that very, very often on a day-to-day basis to make sure that we're, we're collaborating and people are uh, ahead on what's happening. So we don't have to email stuff all the time. People are going to access the drive right. and then, you know, our projects and our plans, et cetera, right there. Yeah, it simplifies the workflow, doesn't it? Because anyone can log in from anywhere in the world and access those files. Precisely, yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, that's crazy. Now, in that area of expertise, let's let's kind of hold on to that because, you know, TV, everyone wants to do TV, right? Now, yeah, for that say, kid yeah. who's out there saying, yeah, that's what I say. Um, for that kid who's out there who's looking, right, I want to get into TV production. I want to do this. What's one advice that you can give him to try and just get in the game? I think as long as you really want to do it, I think that's the main thing. I think you have to think about what the plan is uh, as it's a base value. I, I really do think you've got to think, well, how are you going to do this? I mean, are you going to go to a company like Adjust Runners and start as a runner and progress that way? You know, what is it you really want to do? You know, I think a lot of people forget that will is not enough. A lot of people have will. 
will is something that a lot of people have is and it's just not going to be enough for you to do well every a lot of people have will a lot of people want to be a football player or a basketball player or all these other things a lot of people want to do that but what is your plan so what what are you really going to do in order to make that dream a reality what is your plan who are you going to talk to who are you going to learn from you know and and th- those are the things that people should really target focus on learning you know focus on even if you can't afford school email someone email some you know start start networking and email people that are good and say listen can i get five minutes of your time to pick your brain about kind of getting started in this industry there are not many tv producers that are just going to be like no you know what i mean we're not it's not really that type of industry we will try and help where we can so i think that that is a really really good option to take number one number two i think it's really really important i follow two really basic rules um, as an entrepreneur, I know there's no fear and no ego. So I don't have any fear about what I'm doing. I don't have any fear about failing because I, I'm not going to live here forever. Um, I'll, I won't be here in seven years. So failure, it doesn't really exist. Yeah. I think it's important to remember you're not, you're going to die, you know, and that sounds very morbid, but it's very true. You know, it's, it's really important to remember you're not going to be here. So if you want to do something really, it's important to find the plan to do it. What is your plan? I know you see yourself in this position as a director, or as a producer, or as a great camera person, a cinematographer, but what is the plan to learn how to be the best at what you want to do? That's what people should really think of. And the other thing uh, to, 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 to carry on with that is no ego, and that you don't want to be in that situation where you think that you know everything and that you're afraid to ask questions of people. Never be afraid to ask questions. It doesn't make any sense. Make sure that you ask as many questions as possible to people that are better than you. There are, there are people that are better than you at what you're doing. And I'm fully cognizant of the fact that there are people who are much better than me at what I do. I still ask loads of questions and I will continue to ask loads of questions because anytime I get an accolade or these Forbes stuff, it, it's not actually saying that I'm good. It just says that I'm a good, I'm, I'm doing okay at learning. I'm doing good at learning. So th- that's what you have to continue with is constantly getting better. And I think if people do that, that are trying to get into the industry, I think they'll do really, really well. Ah, Steve. Now, Josh, I'm super glad I asked that question because you've dropped some real golden nuggets on us. Let's keep it going. Now, you touched on this earlier, brother, with sort of having to choose between electric or food, right? Yeah, to be able yeah. to get to the office. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about the low points in the journey so far. What would you say has been your lowest entrepreneurial moment so far? Lowest entrepreneurial moment. I mean, yeah, there was a night. Oh, it was really bad. And, I, and I'll always remember it to this day. And it, it was like the dead of winter. And it was one of like the coldest days of winter. It was minus something. And, and I had no electricity. Uh, and I was sleeping on this yoga mat. And it was, and I had no electricity and no food. So I, had, I didn't have either that day because hadn't, I hadn't made any money for a while. So it was utterly freezing. And I hadn't eaten anything. And so I woke up and my head was just frozen. Like I had like this head cold. And because I, we were in this like little front room at the, at the front of this kind of terraced house. Mm. Um, I, and I just remember being freezing cold. And I was sleeping on this cold floor with these yoga mats. Wow. And, and I, you know, I, I had no, I had just no thought process of how I was going to get out of it, you know, uh, and, and you just have to, and you just have to kind of keep going. And I just remember. I remember walking home and thinking to myself, I don't know if, you know, if I can still, you know, live. Like, I, I don't know if I can do this. Like, it, it, like life was itself was becoming tough at that kind of stage because I knew I couldn't 
I knew this is what I wanted to do, but you know, I, I, I was in this situation where it was just so hard. And the other part was when I used to be, I used to play basketball mm. um, at, 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 at a high level when I was, when I was kind of 17, 18 years old and I was going to go to school in the States and, and, and everything kind of fell through and I got injured, I hurt my back and ended up going, I never played basketball again. And that was a tough moment as well. But if I, if that hadn't happened, I wouldn't be where I was now. So my point is that all these low points ended up being really, really great things. Wow. You know, and I think that's what, that's what people should focus on from any low point. So if you, if you are, if you, if you, if you are going through a low point, um, just remember to keep going. If you're going, if you're going through a storm, can't get any worse, can it? You know what I mean? It's, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, 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 it's, it's a, just, just keep going, keep pressing, but don't be illogical. Don't be insane. You know what I mean? Don't just mm. keep doing the same thing and expecting a different result. Really sit down and figure out what the plan is. So, you know, be patient, have a plan and execute that plan. Straight up. Wow, that's deep. Just like I said, let's keep the fire going. You can tell you tell stories, right? Because you're, you're creating <laughs> all these visual images in my head right now. So, yes, let's keep that going, my brother. Now, okay. it's up and down. Okay, let's talk about our up time. Forbes list, 30 under 30 in entertainment. Now, like, <laughs> that is something, <laughs> brother. Um, for that, I salute you. Getting on Thank that you. list, 30 under 30 for entertainment. Uh, let's talk about a high point. What has so far been your highest entrepreneurial moment that you look at and say, right, you know what? I'm proud of this. Yeah, that's a good question. Hmm. My highest entrepreneurial moment. Well, there, there's, been some, there's been some great moments, you know. I think... I think, you know, one of my, one of my favorite moments was, was the Mission Mother Commission. Cause that was like, our, that was our very, that's our inaugural project. And, you know, when we realized that that was actually going to happen and starting that project, that was, that was obviously fantastic, you know, starting to get the money in to do that project and, and doing so well from that. That was, that was obviously a, a plus point. The project took a long time to get away. It took me a year to kind of develop it and get it away. Wow. But obviously, once we did, it was it, that 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 did great. It did fantastic. Um, when uh, before that, there was a really cool moment. I was able to take my my mother to Tel Aviv. Um, that was the first time oh, I ever uh, paid for my mother to have a have a flight. Um, she obviously flew before all the time outside the UK. But that was that was pretty cool. So to be able to do that at that time was was quite nice as well. Um, yeah, having getting our own office. You know what I mean? Having mm -hmm. like, a, 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 like the Wilson Wide Office, you know, there's been a lot of cool, cool moments. It'd be hard to kind of pinpoint one, um, but but yeah, you know, there's been a lot of lot of really, really cool moments that you know I'm really grateful for, and and I look back on. And one thing that I really, really like is when my team do really well, right? So my team produce so well or do so well, and you get to see them really happy, you know, and and see them accomplish great things. And there's there's nothing like that, you know, especially as a as an MD to to see to see your people happy and doing really well and doing what they love. It's it, it there's, that's a really beautiful feeling. Because because speaking to that, that comes from the top, right? It comes from the top. It comes from you. So that is a direct reflection on what you're doing. So you must be doing something right for these guys to be executing and winning and staying happy in what they're doing. So yes, <laughs> thanks for so. taking yeah, us there, so. brother. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I can guarantee you that because that's exactly <laughs> what it is. Um, the 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 whole sort of uh, Wilson's worldwide. 
How did that happen? Did that come to you in a dream? How did you get the idea to build this thing that's now a force to reckon with? Yeah, it's actually a very funny story. I um, so I was first. I was I was actually a performer. So I when I I I was in sales. I was in I was in sales and marketing. I was in Toronto, and I realized I didn't want to do it anymore. This was maybe in like 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. One of the things I always liked, I studied in, in college, was was media, uh, and so I went. I, I I got an audition for this film, uh, that that was happening in Toronto, and and I had so much fun. I did, I, I learned these lines, and I was like, you know, I was really focused. Went to the audition, and I had so much fun, you know, being emotive and truly being free in expression, and I loved it. And so, and I ended up getting getting a part in the film, and. Uh, and yeah, it just kind of went from strength to strength. And I acted in more projects and did a lot of stuff in Toronto. But obviously, I couldn't stay there because my visa ran out. I wasn't working for the company anymore. Had to come back to London. And London, much tougher market for acting uh, than Toronto. Much bigger, much more competition, a lot of talent here. So I was trying to figure out how I can separate myself um, from those people. And, you know, I came up with the concept in Wall Wide in that sense. I knew that if it was just down to just me and, you know, there was no extenuating circumstance um, outside of me, uh, it would be very hard to get a gig just relying on myself and just my own talent. So the whole point of me starting Wallsmod Wide originally was to cast myself in my own productions. Right. So it was to produce drama series, to produce scripted comedy series and cast myself in those productions. So that I wouldn't have to rely on other people's generosity as much. So to be more business minded in that sense. Um, and then, yeah, that's why I started Wilson Worldwide. So it's, it's funny, funny how it turned <laughs> <That's> out. <awesome. laughs> yes. Oh, that's yeah. deep. That was crazy because you were just literally yeah. doing it for yourself. And next thing you know, it took off. That was crazy. Yeah. Keep, let's keep the energy going. I'm buzzing having this chat just now. Again, thanks for jopping on for what you do, Josh. I salute Thank you. you. Um, what's one thing that you're working on just now that's got you buzzing? Well, we're working on a really big scripted drama series um, mm. uh, that is a... Uh, is, uh, is, is based on a book written by Jeffrey Archer, who's one of the, the best authors of, of our time. Um, we're really lucky to be co-producing that project with New Franchise Media uh, in Toronto, from Toronto, Canada. And uh, yeah, it, it's a project that we're really excited about. We're working with, with China on the project. So we'll be working with a broadcaster in China. We'll be working with a broadcaster in United States or Canada as well. So it, it's a major project and, and it'll be our first scripted drama series. So. I'm very, very excited wow. about that and, and delving into that, that genre. It should be really, really cool. It sounds good. And I can hear the excitement in your voice. I hope that goes well. And I wish you all the very best with that, my brother. <laughs> yeah, keep me too. Going. <laughs> now, Josh, it's time to take you straight into the lion's den, my brother. Are you ready? Hey. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> let's go. It's just quick fire questions. I'll throw them okay. at you. You come back at me. And as we go, we put the lions to bed. The first question yep. is, what is the best African saying you've ever heard? <laughs> it's funny. One of my one of my development producers, uh, she just sitting next to me, Zila Alpha. Um, she uh, she used to work with me, and it was, the thing that used to make me laugh the most, one of my favorite sayings, is anytime she would talk about food, which is very funny, like the fufu and the jello rice, and she'd talk about what her mother, was, yes. what, her, what her parents <laughs> were cooking that night. I used to 
I want you to find it really, really. I love the accents when people talk about African food, <laughs> uh, and that, that's a really, uh, yeah, it's fantastic. It's it's great. To hear. So it's mainly it's mainly anything to do with food. I thought was was yeah. always really, really cool. Really, really cool. Hilarious. Mm. <laughs> that's crazy. It's the jollof fries. There, there is an ongoing battle though between like the Nigerian jollof fries and the Ghanaian jollof fries, and now even this, the Senegalese, yeah. <laughs> the Senegalese yes. have jumped in on the action. So that's crazy. It's interesting that you bring that up. Uh, we touched on this earlier, Josh, with you obviously putting in the grind and getting the idea to do what you're doing. But before you actually went out and took that step to even start acting and forming, what was holding you back from building the Wilson? worldwide brand um yeah i guess when i first started it was it was really a sense of you know i, I didn't really know for, for definite what, what i wanted from you know running a company and i couldn't start a company in toronto you know i, I don't think i was legally allowed to right so in toronto it was like i in toronto you know i thought i, I was going to stay i thought i'd be able to get a visa and stay and that didn't work out as planned but Toronto, I was going on, because having an English accent in a place like Toronto is great, you know, because there's not many people, actors with an English accent, so you, you stand out, you're, you're diverse, it's really good there. Yes. And so I was, getting, I was getting roles in that sense as a result, and so that really, really helped me. Um, and obviously, coming back to London, I, wanted, I had to separate myself, and that's why I started. So the hesitancy was really because I just, I really couldn't do it. You know, I, I, I couldn't do it in the environment I was in. That's crazy. And you've obviously built it and it's doing very well. Now let's segue into um, a, a quick question that I was just curious about. Um, why is it you feel the need to create opportunities for people in the BAME community with what you've built? Well, yeah, I mean, it's an interesting point, actually. I mean, yeah, mm. I, you know, I, I get asked, asked this question a lot and I kind of mentioned it before. For me, I'm very much of the concept of a meritocracy. I want the best people to get the, I want the best to be where they should be. And I think if everyone doesn't have the opportunity, then we're not going to see who the best really is. And so for me, I mean, 70, 70, 75% of my company are, are female. And that's not by choice. They were just the best of what they did. You know, it, it just, it just, it's just how it turned out. I don't care where you were from or what you look like you know it, it means absolutely nothing to me it really makes no difference whatsoever and so as a result it, it leads me to this conclusion where I'm like, if you're good at what you do and on top of that you can speak another language diverse that helps me get into that marketplace so if anything it just adds more fuel it's as to plus. why i should exactly and i think for me that I just that just makes sense to me. That is not a negative. I, I I just see it as a positive thing. It's very similar. I live in a place called Canary Wharf in London, and it's probably one of the most diverse workspaces in the world. The same with New York. They're diverse because they don't care what you look like. They just want people that make the money. Right. The banks don't care. No. You know, they just want people that can make them a lot of money, that can do well in investment or do well in whatever industry that they're working in. That's why it's so diverse here. So, so anytime you see companies, I feel, in any industry that do not take a wide variety of people, that normally speaks to a level of prejudice or a comfort zone in some way, uh, and in the sense that they're not comfortable with working with people that aren't like them. For me, you know, I've, I've, I've worked with plenty of people from different places, 
that are able to provide insight into those places and uh-huh. can help us from a development perspective get into new marketplaces. Surely that is what you would want to do if you're a business owner is create more commercial opportunities for yourself. But some people do not want to do that, it seems. And so, you know, I, it, it works for me. It's fantastic. I just, I feel it's important to provide as many opportunities for as many people as possible. And it's not even just BAME for me. Sometimes it's socioeconomic. I want to make sure that, that people that sometimes in our industry, there's this weird Oxford Cambridge vibe when you go into certain broadcasters and, 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 and that, that's, that's, I just don't understand that. That makes no sense. That is not, that is not smart. That it's a, it's a visually creative industry. How, how would, the, how does it help being from an Oxford or Cambridge being creative? That's like saying an artist has to be rich. That is ludicrous. It just doesn't make any sense. It's, it's highly illogical. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and that's another thing. It's, it, but my whole thing is mainly socioeconomic. Um, but you know, if you're from another place, you speak another language, you have access to another place. Mm-hmm. That just helps your, you are, you, that helps your case to me. Helps your case. That's crazy. That's deep. Thanks for taking us there. That's super deep. Do, do you do a lot on social media? Uh, I, yeah, well, I, I have Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You know, well, the, the company does as well. We have a fantastic social media um, person that that helps kind of develop our social media. I really like it. You know, it, it's fun for me to, to utilize. I write poetry as well. So I, I write poetry and ah. stuff on social media too. So, yeah, yeah, I do like it. And, and it helps us connect each other. So it's good. Yes. Which would you say is your preferred platform? Ooh, probably Instagram or Facebook. Um, mm. Depends. <laughs> it, it really, really depends. You'll have, like have to pick one. If I had to pick one, ah, oh, that's hard. If I to to use to use if if I had to pick one to use for the rest of my life, it would have to be Facebook, just because more people use it. Oh wow! Um, more people use it, and and you know it just does it does everything Instagram does. But but I I love Instagram. Instagram is great, but I just use it for a different. It's more personal, really. I I personally don't use it as much for for business, you know. So it's kind of different. I see. But, I see. Yeah. <laughs> that's deep so for you it'd be facebook first and then instagram just r- close second yeah but i have the most followers on twitter so it's, oh, it's really for real <laughs> yeah it's, it's very strange it's oh, very very strange wow so, yeah. uh, they all have awesome. their plus points but at least you're doing your thing across social yeah yeah definitely uh let's talk daily routines judge for me it's meditation have you got a daily routine that you do that contributes to your success i do actually um and it's it's really really important for me um I need to, to have my brain needs to unwind. Um, at the end of every day, I, I, I need to, to be able to, I never, I wouldn't say I was stressed. I need to be able to kind of just, just empty my mind, so to speak, and just to think about just relaxing and just to chill. Um, that's really important. So I'm really lucky. I have, I have a spa at the bottom of my building. Right. I have like a jacuzzi and a steam room and a sauna and a swimming pool and stuff. So I normally go down there at the end of the day and just relax and chill and, and just kind of get my thoughts back. But even when I didn't have that, mm-hmm. even when I was living on the yoga mat, so I used to take the bus to to um to Virgin Active, and uh, and I'd been there for years. So and I get I was comped membership, so I got free membership there from one of my friends. And so I used to go there and use the facilities there. But one or the other, it was just so important for me to just relax and clear my head and work out and and uh, and go to the the sauna, go to the jacuzzi, and just. And just chill. It would really, really help me get focused for the next day and kind of empty my, empty my basket and, and, uh, and focus on the next day fresh. 
Steve, <laughs> thanks for taking us there. And the, the value bomb I want to take away from there is you've actually just told a story in that little bit that you've talked about now. Hard work, dedication, graft, knowing your craft, putting in the work, going to learn before you execute can take you from a yoga mat to a jacuzzi and a sauna. That's <laughs> what I was just want to take away from that, you know, because, um, yeah, I just really needed to pick that out <laughs> from there, brother. <laughs> Uh, let's talk books. Do you, um, do you read a lot of books? Uh, I don't read, I mean, I, I read a lot of scripts. <laughs> so, uh-huh. yeah, I mean, <laughs> it I, comes I, with the territory. Yeah. I read a lot of scripts. Um, the last book I read was, was, uh, the book that we're, we're producing, uh, the, the Jeffrey Archer book, False Impression. Um, I'm a, I'm a big Anthony Horowitz fan, though, and he just released a new book. So I'm probably going to read that. That'll probably be the next book I read outside of work. And if you were to recommend one book for us, is there a book that you'd recommend for us to check out and why? Book that I'd recommend, yes, I would. There's a, there's a, a series um, of books called The Wheel of Time. It's by someone called Robert Jordan. And it's like a, a fantasy series, a bit like Lord of the Rings. Uh, and I love it. It just, it's just a fantastic series of books. And it takes so much imagination to imagine this world. Very deep. Very well thought of, very well, well steeped in kind of, um, uh, fantasy lore. And I, I really like, like those series of books. I think there's like 10 of them or so. And, uh, I think I, I, I finished like five of them and I stopped reading it a couple of years ago. Oh, so uh, I'll pick those back up again eventually, but they're, they're fantastic. And I, I really love reading them. I'll link that up. It's the wheel of time yeah, by, by Robert, Robert Jordan. Jordan. Yeah, so so it's a the Wheel of Time. It's the name of the series of books, uh-huh. and then you know each book each book has a each book has its own title. Nice. So I'm gonna link those up. Get the tribe to check him out. But it's an absolute pleasure to let you know, Josh. I had no doubt, but you've conquered the lion's den, my brother. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. I had no doubt. Now, um, like I said, I could chat to you uh, on and on and on. You're telling stories with your words. Like I said, I'm picturing everything you're saying in my head. And um, we're coming to an end, though. We're going to start winding the show down. And I'll ask a very deep question. It's the last question on the show. And the question is, if you had 24 hours to live just now, Josh, yeah, what would you do? What would I do? Very interesting. I would probably figure out um, who I was going to kind of give money to, you know, who I was going to help. You know, I, I would probably do a lot of stuff for other people um, uh, at first just to kind of to get it out of the way. And then I don't know what I would do. I would choose where I wanted to, to, to not, to, where, where I wanted to kind of end my time in this world. Mm-hmm. I don't know where, I'd, I don't know, maybe I'd fly somewhere. I'm not sure, you know what I mean? But I, I, I don't know. I'd have to figure out where I'd want to be. At that time, you know, I don't know, maybe looking at a sunset, like, I, I'd want to figure out where I'd want to be after kind of finishing everything off, if I'm going to be, if I'm going to be honest. I, I'd, I'd figure out what I was going to do with my stuff, figure out what I was going to give to charity, figure out how it'd help certain people, figure out who would run the company, you know, sort all that stuff out. And then I, I'd probably go figure out where in the world, world I'd want to go to, 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 to pass on. And I'd, I'd make sure I was drinking, wherever that was. Make sure I'd have some cognac or something. Oh, wow. That's interesting because even at, even with your last 24 hours, you're talking about helping other people. That speaks a lot about, you know, your personality and character. Again, <laughs> for what you do <laughs> with the Wilson Production Company, I salute you. 
Um, long may it continue with all the success for Wilson Worldwide. We'll definitely stay in touch um, with family now. We'll end the show now with you sharing a few words of wisdom. Um, words of wisdom, I think for me, it's always going to be, um, you know, the, the, the kind of rules that I follow and live by. And that's obviously no fear and no ego. But apart from that, I just, I, I just, I think it's so important to remember that you can really do whatever you want. Um, in this world and that, that no, no longer do you have to be um, substituted to thinking about yourself as as a, uh, a as, as kind of second rate or that you don't you don't have the ability to go where you want to go that that is just absolutely false it's not true whatever you want to do if you really want to do it you can do that and I think it's just so important to remember that as a base value you can do what you want to do. It just takes a plan as well as will. And it takes patience. It will take, sometimes it does take time to get to those places. But to do that, it's just important to remember no fear, no ego. Be, enjoy learning what you, what you want to do. Enjoy learning it and keep going and realize that all storms pass and that, um, and that you will get there eventually. But you may have to, you, may, you can't choose your course. You can't choose the course you take there that's not in your control. You know, you can choose, you could, maybe you can choose a destination, but you can't choose the course. You will be taken all over the gap. You won't know where you're going sometimes, but you can always make sure you know where you are going. Now, if I'm sailing a ship from the west coast of Ireland and I'm going to, to kind of to Canada, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm making it to Canada. I just don't know how I'm, how exactly my route is going to plan out. Straight I, up. I don't control that stuff. I can control what I control, but sometimes things are like, um, so those are the things that I, I would say is my final words. That's deep. No fear, no ego. <laughs> that one's a quote card. It's got a quote card all over it. And um, how best to connect with you, Josh, across these? Oh, um, oh, yeah, you can connect with me anyway uh, on, uh, on, Instagram, it's Josh BV, so Josh BV Wilson, Bravo Victor Wilson. Uh, Twitter, it's uh, at who is Josh Wilson, and Facebook, you know, Facebook is just Josh Wilson. So yeah, feel free, awesome. feel free to, to add me anything like that. I am going to link it up and get the tribe to check it out. And as you mentioned, TV producers are always happy to help. So if there's anyone out there looking to get into the game, they can connect with you and hopefully you'd be happy to drop a few nuggets on them as you've sure. done <laughs> on Absolutely. us just now, Josh. Absolutely. Again, for what you do with Wilson Worldwide, the, the brand and the production company, I salute you. And hopefully we'll catch up soon, eh? Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I look forward to the messages. Hey, tribe. That was Golden Nuggets Galore. Another one. Episode 32 of the Social African Show. You've been kicking it with your man, Clef, and the one and only Josh Wilson. Head over to the socialafricanshow.com for detailed show notes. There's links to connect with Josh. Links to all the resources we talked about, including the books. Now, coming up next on the Social African Show is another awesome entrepreneur who's killing it in the digital space. So keep it locked this way, try. I'll catch you later. Peace!